Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Las Vegas. Feels good being back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Are we back home yet, Mom? <laughs> they brought us back already? Thank you so much. Well, there's no really way to go from here but up, I guess. Right? Definitely feels like we're in a movie right now, Linda. Linda, are we in a movie right now? Whew, it's powerful. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. How's it going out there? My name is E.G. the Urban Scholar. You are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat shit. Even if I could, I probably still wouldn't trust me. It's just not in our contracts. It just doesn't work out like that. <laughs> and today, yeah, we have a stream when I tell you. <sighs> I'm just going to get into it. Mainstream news looking pretty hot, looking pretty hot. And as here on Renegade, we try to keep it as real as possible, as I always say, and as I always do. <laughs> But let's just, did anybody happen to check out those Emmys last night? Those Emmys, why would you do it to yourself, Emmys? Here we go, again. Is this how we're really gonna maybe start the week off like this, Renegade Nation, honestly? (laughs) Can you really believe this, honestly? Why, why would give you the audacity or to maybe even think that you can maybe even host a show on the same night as the returning of the Game of Thrones, even though I'm not a huge fan. As the Game of Thrones and also Sunday Night Football. What made you think that you can even have a possible chance on even winning any type of rating war? Let's just call it what it was. It was a rating war between these three high, powerful, powerful shows. Have the Game of Thrones, you got Sunday Night Football, and also you have the Emmys. It was like 70 and 60, 66. Yeah, Ola's been around for a fucking long time. You know, it used to be big, way back. That's just way back. It's too fucking far back to go. The Emmys, let's be honest. I mean, regular TV, where has that kind of slipped off to? Ring Gat Nation. Where has that really slipped off to? Have you seen some of the content now on just regular scheduled programming? Can we talk about that for a second, Running Game Nation? Do you just mind if I get into just a little bit, just briefly, to the point where you don't even want to watch regular TV anymore? You'd rather watch Netflix? Shouts out to Netflix. You'd rather watch Pluto? Shouts out to Pluto too, definitely, yeah. You have all these free streaming live shows now. Everything is free. Everybody has a fire stick. Let's just call it for what it is. You're not actually just turning on the TV and turning a channel. I mean, me personally, I don't know about the rest of the world, but so far as local channels or remember how it used to be, used to know the actual channels and what they were. Channels 21 is this and channel 51 is this or 
whatever the case may have been. Now, just you go to your regular household and just you might even ask somebody, hell, just turn the headline news. What is that? Uh, well, HLN, what, what, what is that? You know, that's the disconnect there. Do you not find anything wrong with that? It has to be something. I mean, let's just be honest here. And then you have these Emmys that pretty much had the worst viewing ever in history. So, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, oh man. Well, let's just get into it. Snagging a 7.4 slash 13 result in the Metro Marketing Ratings, the NBC Network, Colin Jost hosted a 70th Primetime Emmy Awards, felt to an all-time low on Monday. Yeah, that's right. Those ratings were so horrible. Some of the numbers, but keep in mind, it was only 10.2 million people viewing. 10.2 million viewers. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I kind of had to say that. I mean, 10 million? <laughs> I mean, I know people with YouTube videos with more than 10 million. Come on now, let's just be honest here. <laughs> oh, man. And the thing is, like I said, why would you even do this? Uh, the same day as you got the Sunday Night Football, you have the return. <laughs> Come on. I said it again and again. Again with this dumbness. Again with this dumbness shit, you know, is, <laughs> I don't know when we'll stop. Well, let's just move on. Moving on forward here, Florida governor booed out of a restaurant over red tie algae issues. <laughs> what? What is this, man? Where is this stuff coming from, man? Again. <sighs> man. So I hit these papers. Come on, man. What the fuck? Who, who cares? Who's supposed to read this? Do you want me to read this? Like, how? So, I guess, I don't know if you all heard or have been eyes open or just paying attention to majority of these things. Because I know, I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, this, who really cares? Like, okay, this red tie algae issue. If you all don't know, it's some red tie. Well, no, let's, it's, we wouldn't call it red tie. It's, it's really toxic algae okay and it is very harmful to humans and can kill thousands of fish it's starting to run the gulf of mexico and it is most commonly known as the red tide algae or the red tide you know um it is an increasing problem in the vast amount of size that is spreading that is the major issue here and the spread of it concerns you know the whole state of florida especially with america so far as we get our seafood, you know, come on, let's just be honest here. And the governor, Rick Smith, was reportedly booed out of a restaurant as protesters vented their frustration over the state's red tide, algae tide crisis. That's right, there, he was booed out. Scott was making a campaign stop in Venice, Florida, when he was met with angry protesters outside of a Cuban restaurant on Monday. The governor, who is term, is currently in a tight race against Senator Bill Nelson 
for the Nielsen seat. Yeah, unfortunately, it goes back to the good old politics. How we say here at Renegade Talk, follow the money. You know it's more to it than this. Are we, could we get in this issue like that? I mean, it's it's kind of a shame when every single situation that we talk about here has to kind of do, no matter how fucked up it really sounds, it comes back to some type of money issue or somebody making a profit for something. Which I'm, it just, I'm sorry to say that, just the way, it's the American way, you know? And I hate to say it, but I don't see any room for change. I don't see any room for any real change. Like I had a show the other day, The New America, and touched some pretty key points. But at the end of the day, how many people did that really touch? I'm pretty sure it touched a lot. Those numbers were high and it was looking pretty good. But it has nothing to do with anything still. And so this whole situation is just stupid at this point. You know, you have protesters outside of the restaurant. So it goes back to the actual media situation of this whole, I mean, what should we call this? <laughs> a restaurant, I mean, can you get booed? I mean, how do you get booed out a restaurant? Like you just sit there and they scream and, <laughs> but then also they quote, you know, their protesters were outside of the restaurant, chinning, hey, hey, ho, ho, red tide has got to go and held signs that said red tide Rick. How like petty and dumb can you really get with certain things? I'm not talking about this actual situation with the red tide. I'm just talking about, we haven't even really even touched on that or got to that, you know. Let's just be honest here. We just touching the surface on that. But my whole thing is, I know I'm kind of building up to something here, but just, just hold tight for one second. And just, you know, it really kind of just makes me mad that you let certain things kind of get to you at a certain point in your life. Even with the red tie, I can understand you have protesters. They're going to be everywhere. You know? So, what does it really come down to? I think I really want to know the protesters, they act like they care, but how much really do, do they really care? Like I always say, I mean, we talk about this shit a lot on here. The way that I feel about the situation with him getting booed out of a restaurant. As a grown man in today's society, no matter where the fuck I go, I will never let another person boo me out of anywhere. Even if I'm on stage, me being an entertainer, radio talk, talk personality, I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I mean, that's the thing. You're a governor already and you have this political power already. It's supposed to be this big political tycoon. And you let people boo you out of a restaurant? We're not even talking about the red tie here. We haven't even, like I said, we haven't even touched that. All right, that's, that's, I know, they're giving me thumbs. It's a lot of shit going on here in the studio. Anyway, Scott signed legislations that replace mandatory septic tank inspections in 2012. As governor, he has also cut 700 million from the state's water management districts and reduced staffing at Florida's Department of Environmental Protection. The newspaper added, Scott spokesman Chris Hartline 
said the governor is fighting to use all of available resources to fight back against red tie algae. Scott declared a state of emergency in seven counties last month and directed $9 million in grant funding to help communities. Red tide is a naturally occurring algae that has been documented along Florida's Gulf Coast since the 1840s. Governor Scott is fighting to use all available resources to help impact communities, including declaring a state of emergency and providing millions of dollars in grant funding to Southwest Florida's counties for a cleanup and recovery effort. Was that how was that was that nice for you? Uh, now I'm just here talking shit to the staff. It's all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like I said, we just had to touch it, right? We had to touch on the, what is the red tide and what is this whole situation? And, you know, like I said, it goes back to the funding. $9 million in grant funding to help communities. $9 million? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a pretty big place. But $9 million? nine million dollars like i said we follow the money all the time here and it goes back to some money like I, i'm just telling you right all the time so what do we say with this subject just you know on the red tide issue here now not the simple fact of that <laughs> oh man you get booed out of a damn restaurant big rick scott and then you take nine million where's the nine million dollars at I mean, we've seen some of it. I've seen about, I mean, I can't count for about two, three million we have seen so far. Where's the rest at? And how, really how, when, see, that, that's the thing. When crazy state of emergency situations like this happen, they just throw the money out real quick. So then all that money that's spent at the beginning doesn't really get accounted for and maintained very well and really tracked very well also if you if that's better for you so nine million that first million can go out my pocket which is where it's going to go anyway correct i'm just being honest here running that nation let's just state the facts so you can you know basically the whole moral of the story is with the protesters and all this shit it's more into the story create another story have people at a restaurant boo him, but make him look like a hero because he's definitely going to try to change and help this issue that has plagued Florida for a very long time. So boo him out the restaurant so then he can tackle the issues on the other side and he'll come out looking like the hero. We've seen this before. Let's just be honest. We've seen enough scandal to know scandals when we've seen them. Isn't that right, Renegade Nation? We have seen enough of scandal to know when scandals are being performed right in front of our faces. Can you, are you following me here? I know this is a lot to take on. I know I'm just kind of going on here. This is how we kind of do it here on, on these days. So just say, fuck it. It been time to wrap it up, but I don't, I don't. I'm just not even, I don't care at this point. On the other side of things, I got three shows today. You know, nobody's helping me with that really except for the people that are here. But on the other side, on the other hand, we're just gonna get into some other things very shortly here. And we're gonna get shit together here just shortly because 
I'm just so out of it dealing with these situations now every day. Every single day is something. I get tired and I notice change and political change. Why we see all this political change, but we see no actual change within just people? Hopefully one day, I'll be back. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Las Vegas. So they bring me back. Welcome. Keep in mind, I did not ask for this. I did not ask for this. <laughs> I did. I'm lying. Wow. Well, Linda, like, man, how do you do that? <laughs> like, where you want to hold this at? Like, where are we going, man? I feel like we just walked out of a man. <laughs> talk about Game of Thrones. Shit. <laughs> wow. I'm just waiting for the horse to ride up and hit me with the damn gavel and shit. Man. <laughs> Ooh, how's it going? My name is EG the Urban Scholar. You are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. And this is the second segment where it gets even hotter and crazy. I'm sorry if I went on a rant. It's been a lot of things going on here in my separate studio that I don't really want to does concern Renegade Nation so we're not even going to go into some of those things but yes sometimes I know I go off on my rants but hey we just do it how I do it here as I do it if you've been listening to me I definitely appreciate all the listenership and I appreciate you so much and I just love my fans and I love you thank you for coming down I appreciate it so much oh my god thank you thank you. well yes Bert and Ernie are still not gay, says Sesame Street Workshop and Frank Oz. What the hell? Come on, have you been following this? Are they trying to say Bert and Ernie are gay? No, no, I don't believe that. No, come on, when? How? How? When? When? Bert and Ernie, Sesame Street? When? <laughs> well, those old rumors about the Muppets pals were reacquainted earlier this week. When former Sesame Street writer Mark Salzerman, Sal Salzerman told website Query that he consultex what what the fuck is that? Well, hold on, what's 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 going on here? What did what contextualized? Did that say that? Man, what what is it? He contextualized Bert and Ernie as a couple of based on his own relationship with film editor. Arnold Glassman, contextualized. What does that even mean? I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what that shit means. Hey, somebody look it up and tell me later. Hey, send it to me. <laughs> so they're trying to say that, what, the film writer? Are you serious? The film writer of Bert and Ernie, the two best pals, the, the pals, that is based on his own relationship with editor Arnold Glassman? 
They are gay? What? Bert and Ernie? No. I'm just, I'm going to, no. What? Since when? How? How? <laughs> uh, I quote, I always felt that without a huge agenda, when I was writing Bert and Ernie, they were saltsmen, said when asked if the two Muppets were gay. I didn't have any other way to contextualize them. Yeah, that's right, contextualize. The statement drew a response from Sesame Street Workshop saying in part, they remain puppets and do not have a sexual orientation. See, oh man, it's, why did they say that? That's a PR, that's a PR nightmare right, right there. Just, I wouldn't even go there, I wouldn't, wouldn't, I would left it alone. That right there, they have no sexual orientation. That right there, Renegade Nation, that should let you know right there how far, how far we have come with this sexual orientation shit. Now that they, they have specific words and they wanna direct certain words. They wanna be so politically correct nowadays that you're telling me that no Muppets on, so basically you, what you're saying is, let's just keep in mind really what they're saying here. No Muppets, any Muppets on Sesame Street have any sexual orientation. So a boy is not a boy, a male is not a male, it's nothing. You're just watching puppets, it's a puppet. It cannot be anything. I mean, so we can't have gay puppets, straight puppets, or nothing like that. So, I mean, what is that like? <laughs> and then also, I mean, what is this going to towards? See, it's, it's a lot of things. You see how they work certain things in, as I say, always here. It's always more to the story on the other side. They create these stories about Bert and Ernie, the Muppets, to get a lot of people saying, what the hell? Just to kind of tune in and see what's going on. Because you know you have kids out there. You have kids out there and they watch. So of course you're gonna tune in to this. So now you can bring up the LTGB agenda. I'm just going, I don't, I don't know where we're going here, Linda, but this is, yeah, this is. The masterpiece puppeteer and director Oz also disputed Salzman take. It seems Mr. Mark Salzman, Salzman, am I saying that? I fuck up names so much. Anyway, was asked if Bert and Ernie are gay. It's fine that he feels they are. They're not, of course. Of course not. Bert and Ernie gay, when? How? How? Like you gotta say like how? <laughs> but why? The, even the question does it really matter? Like does it? Why the need to find to define people only as gay? There's much more to a human being than just being straightness or gayness. I'm I'm quoting this from Oz himself. That's right. I, I mean I'm not saying this. I'm. <laughs> This is not coming from E.G., the urban scholar, baby, trust me. It's coming from Frank Oz, the writer of Burton Ernie. You know, I'm just saying. So the whole thing is that Bessie's saying no Muppets on Sesame Street have any sexual orientation. They're not saying that they're a male or female. I'm just breaking it down. I'm getting down to the, I'm just getting, I just want to know. This is pretty interesting, I guess. If you think about it, <laughs> how Burton Ernie, how when? <laughs> uh, I tweeted 
didn't go down very well. With some of his Twitter followers wrote when, why the need to define people as gay? Uh, because we exist, this is a quote from one of the tweeters on Twitter, one of the followers, you know, because we exist, this is what he says, I'm gay 100%. Gay always have been, always will be. I've known since I was seven and was told what the word meant. Yes, there are a lot of bi and pan people out there, but there are also a lot of gay people. <laughs> These are direct quotes from the, I can't make this up, Renegade Nation, come on now. So, I mean, I don't know. I do not, this is crazy. I mean, what happens to just being straight or gay? I mean, let's just be honest. It's a lot of things that have changed since I've been around. And I mean, how does America feel about this? I mean, I just seen it happen within the past 10 years. This need to feel some type of sexual orientation or, see, it's a need to define the independence of yourself, of how you feel. Honestly, I think that's what's been going on for the past 10 years, if you pay attention. It's a need to be solo, a need to be independent, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you notice, it has been somewhat of a more pushed upon us, you know, that pretty much define and bring out a lot of other things, which basically now a woman wants to be fully independent. What happened to actually having a family? I'm just being honest here. You don't notice the agenda? Nobody sees anything wrong with this? Being a strong, independent woman is fine. That is cool. But it's being pushed and forced on society now. If you quite kind of notice, you know, you have these, you have the porn stars now, you know, which at one point in time, I mean, it's always, hey, it's been a crazy industry out there. Very crazy. But I never thought that I would see a porn star on CNN and actually get interviewed about having to do with anything about any type of political arguments. I never thought I would see it. But as again, we see things like that. I'm not surprised, it doesn't surprise me at all. But the thing is, the main focus here is, should you be worried if you have kids today in society, especially teenagers? Teenagers in today right now, man, how they're getting raised and what they're seeing, should we be scared of them? That phone? Take it away for a week and see how they act and what really happens. I'm just saying, as a test, just to see how strong. And if they think I'm on some bullshit, oh, he's just talking. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No, I'm just being honest. It's to the point where you don't have a brain anymore. They took it from you slowly. And, uh, and we just sat back and kind of watched them. Well, we just were brainwashed kind of too with word about championships and playoffs. I'm just being honest here. I mean, that's, this is real. It's facts. Oh, yeah, you know, when I speak, you go speak the facts here. I mean, think about it. It's been, it took a good 10, 12 years. I don't want to lose you here. I definitely don't. We're still talking about Bert and Ernie and about them being gay. What? When? How? Bert and Ernie? Gay? When? <laughs> oh, man. I, I might have to start doing that. That's... <laughs> 
Oh, that is hilarious, man. Oh, man. I tell you. <laughs> but, I mean, when did this really become okay when you got nation? Is this sad? Where where are we going? That's my whole thing. That's really what I'm trying to get at. Where are we going? Where is Where are we going as a society? Does anybody find anything wrong with this? Should we care about what we're watching? Is it only okay if nobody talks about it, but then if somebody mentions something and they reveal certain issues and you really start thinking about, and well, the details burn Ernie when? You know, so <laughs> it comes down to so many things. But just don't let me, I, I'll see her forever and do this. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you. Linda, where are we going, man? Help me. We need more than a few drinks. We need we, we need a bar. Bring the bar. Call call the people. We need everybody. My name is E.G. the Urban Scholar. You are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. And I'm gone. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade. Renegade Talk Radio.